Hey everybody, how's it going? Doug here, one of the host, producers, and creators of the John Every Light Podcast, bringing you kind of like a bonus review roundup episode this week. I'm here with a very special guest. It's the one, the only, it's Miss Zeta Sulzer. Hey Zeta, welcome back to the show. Hi Doug, thanks for having me. Of course, welcome back. So a lot's kind of happened since you've been on the show last. You actually had started your own podcast of your own. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, you, you inspired me, you could say. <laughs> What's it called? It's called Well Read Woman. It's um, right now. It's only on Spotify. I have two episodes out. Um, we can probably put all that information in the the bio. Of course. <laughs> so again, welcome to the podcasting game. Uh, I'm really proud of you. I'm glad you started like kind of like your own kind of voice and your own kind of brand. You know, it's a uh, the podcasting when you get kind of like on the roll with it, you kind of get that little kind of just like the not the itch, but just kind of just like that desire to do something kind of like speak in like your with their books or movies, whatever. So I'm very glad you joined the podcast game. We're very lucky to have you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm excited. It's it's still a work in progress. I'm still figuring out my voice and stuff. I'm not as skilled as you are. Oh, I appreciate that. We're still finding our voice too, 42 episodes later. But thank you. That's <laughs> high praise coming from you. Uh, as always, guys, you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, YouTube. Uh, we still have a full audio show on our YouTube page, youtube.com backslash Midway Avenue Productions. Whether you're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or Amazon, like, subscribe, uh, hit, that, hit that rate button, review. Please want to hear from you guys, good or bad, negative, positive, neutral, whatever your feedback means to world to us. As always, guys, thank you so much for your ongoing support. So, you know, a lot has happened as well in the past couple of months we had you on. We saw a lot of movies together. <laughs> yeah. We saw a lot of things together, a lot of shows we watched together. Yeah. But the main reason we're on tonight's episode is that we are watching season six right now of Love is Blind <laughs> on Netflix, a show that I love even more thanks to you. Yeah. A show at first I was kind of like, eh, what is this show? But you got me hooked a couple years ago. I think it was season three mm-hmm. when they were in Dallas, whatever. I love this show now. Uh, we're five episodes in, I mm-hmm. want to say. I think we're on the very last episode. Or we, yeah. we have one more episode. Yeah, I think, I think we're on episode five. I want to, or do we start episode six? I think we need to start episode six. Okay, so we're, yeah. we're still kind of... We've we're seen st- all the couples get engaged and they're finally like like kind of doing their like honeymoon kind of thing. Yes, so we're right on the honeymoon for, uh, for the couples that were, I guess, I guess found each other yeah. in a way. How are you feeling about the season overall so far? It's good. I I think that we're just kind of like the shit show that happened last Ugh. season where there was only, what, like two people that got engaged? Yeah. Or three people that got engaged and two that lasted, like, past, like, like the tropical trip or whatever. Yep. Um, they needed they needed some ratings. They needed some, some couples. So five couples got engaged, and I pulled up, like, all the different couples. I thought we could talk about them, but... <laughs> Absolutely. I'm trying to think, did anyone even get married last season? Um, yeah, Milton and... Oh, that's right. That was it, Milton and... Uh, Lydia? Lydia. Lydia, that's right. And then I, what was the other couple? Well, it was Izzy and... and uh, they did not get engaged. Shayna? Or they, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then they... they no, they, they left. Uh, it, it, right, it was Shayna, it was Shana, right? Is no, no, it wasn't. It was. It was <laughs> Do some fact checking. Stacy, Stacy. Yeah, Shana they did was, not. Shana was the before, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, that was a shit show, and like it was so weird because they they released all the episodes like, oh well, no, I mean they they kind of like didn't release as much as they usually do because there's only two couples so this time it was like we had six episodes so far and five of them they were still in the pods yeah so it was like wow this kind of different i mean it was more in line with like seasons one through four but last season was a shit show yeah as you said too last season was not that good it was definitely drama filled but yeah it wasn't really giving i feel hope for this season i feel yeah. hope so i, pl- I pulled up the couple yeah, so the first couple that got engaged was amy and johnny I'll show you. I like them a lot. Me too. I like them a lot. Yeah. Throughout the entire time of them dating through the pods, I didn't feel any kind of like ick or mm-hmm. kind of feel like, oh my God, like eye rolls, whatever. They seemed to me like the most like kind of like lovable couple so far. Like mm-hmm. it was giving like the couple from the first season. I always forget their names too. Um, 
the one that are still still married from the first oh, yeah. season, but I, I forget their name. But like, they were a beautiful couple and they got along just like perfectly. This to me, so far from what we've seen so far, like they're getting along great. They got great conversations and like, there was no doubt from either of them they wanted they wanted to be with each other compared to the other kind of like couple. So yeah, no, they're they're super cute. She's she seems really genuine and. Yeah, her they, ba- they're really cute. Her backstory with her brother was very touching because oh, he yeah. he has autism, he has ADHD, and having a brother with special needs, like I can relate to that because she has so much love for her brother because she also wished for her brother, uh, you know, when her parents were kind of like going through something, whatever. Yeah. So it was very very sweet, and then seeing how Johnny was like really kind of supportive of her and very kind of welcoming of her, which that was very very nice. So yeah, no, they're adorable. I think they're like one of my favorite couples, and then I think this is our oh, other yeah, favorite, Brittany and Ken. So yeah. Ken is like the he was was he on Ellen? Is that what you said? Uh, he was on Kelly Clarkson. Oh, Kelly Clarkson. So, two years ago, he was like on Kelly Clarkson because he was like the youngest principal in his school district. In his school district ever. And so he's twenty five now. So two years ago would have been he would be twenty three, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Crazy. Younger than me, and yeah, he's just like a little cute little like principal. And then Brittany is who the Southern twang. She yeah, <laughs> and they're so cute too. Like I don't know, I. Hopefully they last. They both have like the same faith and stuff, but they seem like very compatible. Yeah, I like them a lot too because they weren't introduced to like episode three, and then I was like, mm-hmm. oh, we still have more couples still kind of like you know unwrap and unravel, and th- them together was so cute. Like again, their faith was very well. They kind of bonded over yeah. to that them, but also too like he seemed very nice. Like mm-hmm. in like the men's quarters, like he was very supportive. Like yeah, man, you follow your heart, bro. Follow your heart, man. Do you like he was very kind of nice to everybody. And I don't know, I don't know why I like this a lot, but I do like when the guys are nice to each other. As, <laughs> girls as well, but like, once the guys get along together, I feel like with guys, it's a competition, they get very kind of like heated and right in the moment. Mm-hmm. But like with him and me, a few other guys, like he seemed very kind of calm, very kind of like, yeah, man, do you, man? Like, you know, I support you, whatever. He seemed very sweet and very genuine, but their conversations were very cute too. And also too, like, him being a principal, I feel like he has a lot of has a lot of patience, which is very kind of like yeah. props to him. But seeing what he's done so far and making history too, being a principal in a school district, is really really impressive given his age, stuff like that. But also, I thought she was very sweet. She also like wanted someone like she, she wanted someone like him. She wanted someone that was like very nurturing, very kind of docile, very kind of just like very soft spoken. And he's like that. So I love them too. It's kind of, t- kind of tied between the other couple as well, but they are very sweet together. And also, I-, I like his voice a lot too. It's very calming and very welcoming. Yeah, yeah. I like these two couples the best, I think. And yeah, he they're, he's so sweet. He He's adorable. Okay, AD and Clay. This is where the drama comes in. <laughs> Do you want to go first or should I go first? Yeah, well, I think AD is adorable. I think she's, she's really cute. Yeah, she's totally cute. She seems super sweet and like really like like knows herself. Yeah. And she first was like kind of talking with Matthew, and Matthew is you guys have watched the show. I think like his first introduction, he was like leaving the pods, like when people weren't interesting him, like just being like so. He was he's very strange. I think there might be something with that, like like maybe he's just like socially awkward but he kind of was hinting at that like i'm very i'm, I'm nervous like I, ner- I get nervous around people i'm not good yeah. at dating and i mean he said it's spot on but also he had no instagram i'm like come on bro everyone has instagram nowadays well in your 30s come I don't, on why does he need an instagram he doesn't he said he didn't want to be on the show to be, get famous yeah so. someone said he should be on mindhunter not love is blind which yeah is kind of he funny. definitely gave serial killer vibes yeah. and i was surprised that Cause she was the only AD was the only one that liked him. I'm pretty sure, and like, yeah, there's just some some sus stuff going on with him, and so she ended up being with Clay. Yeah. And at first, Clay kind of gave like Playboy vibes, and you know, he was doing the. What you look like? Yeah. The what, shake. Yeah, yeah. The shake from yeah, what, season, season two. Season two. Season was, two. Chicago. The shake was like, could I lift you up on my shoulders? Clay was kind of like, I, you know, I can't move forward unless I know what you look like. And she was very, like, straight up. She was like, um, that's not... You're on the wrong show. Yeah, that's not <laughs> the experiment is. And then he kind of had a backtrack because he's like, oh, I kind of got told off. And I think he was maybe embarrassed. And that's why he reacted so, like, aggressively. And then he, like, kept being like, oh, I've never been to therapy. But, like, this is, like, his therapy. And, like, somehow he, like, changed his mind and... I don't know. They didn't really show the progression of how his mind was changed. But yeah, no, I think no. maybe because he realized he was going to like lose something good. But 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what will happen with them. He also was like, they said, oh, I have been to therapy. And I was like, but you said you didn't go to therapy. I don't Uh, know. He was kind of changing his story a little bit. And I was like, no. And to me, I don't know. It's also kind of giving a little bit of like, I got a vibe from what was uh, Uche. Uche uh from season five. Like, I I saw Uche kind of vibes in both Matthew and Clay. Where I was like, AD girl, you're better than this. You don't need to, you do not need to be with him. But also what AD said too, AD was saying that like, oh, like I can see, I could change him kind of thing. And I'm just like, oh, like, cause she was saying that like the type of guy he goes to for in the past is Clay basically. Mm-hmm. And you know, he was definitely like, you know, he definitely seemed to be happy when, when he saw her. I think, I think he was more happy to see her than she was to see him. Pers- oh, you think? Personally. Cause he, come on girl, was she working with? Like looking at her ass and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I just, I just, I just don't see them together long. I feel like he's gonna get bored easily, or she's gonna be like, well, "I'm better than this." I'm not, I'm not saying Matthew was better, not, not at all. Not yeah. Any, no, I think she, I think she, I think she could have gone off without any of these guys. Yeah. But to me, she was saying like, but she was saying like, I go for guys like Clay all the time. I would get out of heartbroken. Yeah. You're kind of writing your own story right you're, now. Your pattern. Yeah, he see he just seemed a little bit immature. Like for he was being full of himself. like in his thirties, he was not giving like an adult man. Um, no, no. Yeah, he, that that will be that'll be interesting. But yeah, Matthew was a fucking weirdo. Like I'm sorry, like Matthew was giving like Michael Fassbender the killer vibes at times. I'm like, <laughs> but why are you so, why are you so calculated, bro? Like this, you're you're weird. And I just whenever he's on screen, I was like, oh no, get get him off. And as a, as a Chicago as a as a former Chicagoan. Season two, Love is, Bl- Love is Blind embarrassed me because of how p- badly everyone acted. Like, everyone was out of pocket in that season. <laughs> and also, too, everyone in season two of Love is Blind, sorry, spoiler, it's been f- four or five years now. No one, none of them ended up with each other. All of them broke up. Yeah. And after they're married. So, like, all of them was a shit show. So, it was just, like, yeah. it was really a toxic season. But Matthew was giving me that kind of vibe, as is Clay. But, you know, again, I could be proven wrong. I want to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, who's next? Um, Chelsea and Jimmy. They show Trevor too. That's that's funny. Yeah, because they kind of have like a little love triangle going on. So Chelsea ha- was talking to Jimmy and then also talking to Trevor. And Trevor gifted her. We thought this was funny. Trevor gifted her. His dog's name's Chelsea. And so he's like, oh, here's my dog's collar. That was weird. <laughs> that was a big collar too. Like, bro, how big's your dog? <laughs> <laughs> Just like, like everyone else gave like legit like flowers and like sentimental gifts or like whatever letters and he's like here like my dog's collar here's my dog's collar and that's why she didn't pick him obviously <laughs> she went with jimmy and jimmy was with um also talking to jessica that was sad Is a single mom and we love her and yeah i don't know i think the worst part was that chelsea said like people tell me i look like megan fox which is like okay word we didn't see it. and no, well it doesn't matter right no, no. because but, we, but, we, but you know but you know i didn't see it no though. i saw okay i saw a tiktok that was like when she would have been like a, a flight attendant was during like COVID, obviously so someone was like yeah oh, like cover gosh. her face like cover her face and just look like right here she could look like megan fox and i'm like okay that's valid and also she said she didn't see it she just said people told her that so it's not like she's being like, oh yeah, I'm Megan Fox's doppelganger. Like no, she wasn't, mis- she wasn't she being just misleading. Said that, like on my flights, people have told me that, which that's giving like you know like old people like being like, oh you look like this, you know what I mean? I can totally see that happening. But he goes on to be like, yeah, she lied to me. She looks nothing. Oh, uh, the, re- like the reveal. When they see- yeah. That so wait. When they see each other for the first time, you know, if you don't know the show, they reveal each other after you get engaged, and they kind of see each other for the first time. They walk down the red carpet, and they hug, and they give they get, the guys give the, the women the ring, whatever. Yeah. And and then he literally goes off like kind of like the what's it called like the the interview kind of style thing, uh-huh. like the office in a way, uh, the confessional, whatever it's called. And he goes, yeah, she kind of lied to me, like she she look like Megan Fox or look like whatever. And the music goes like, like <laughs> like dramatic. You're just like what and. I don't know. Jimmy, to me, I liked him in the first half. He had us in the first half. Mm-hmm. But I totally think he let on Jess. I think he let on Jess a lot. And also, too, Jess had a lot, a lot of baggage, but she has a lot. I mean, given her situation when, you know, being a single mom when she was 17, her parents 
uh, both in, at a jail. Yeah, and what does that have to do? No, I just feel like Jimmy was leading her on. Like, oh. and then he was, he was, she was saying like, he was like, oh yeah, she, she, she laid a lot on me, but like, bro, but you, you were kind of like, no, I understand you. I love you for who you are, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. To me, he was very like, he was leading her on. And I was, I was like, bro, I liked you at first. I thought you kind of, kind of very genuine with yeah. Jess. And then it was just like, oh, like, oh, the kid thing was, it, it was a lot to put on me, whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, she was, again, I mean, she, she was trying, she's looking for love too. You know, it's. It was almost like he picked the, like the lesser the, two yeah. evils because. Because she was um, married before. Yeah, because she was divorced, mm-hmm. and then the other girl has a kid, and so he was kind of like, "Oh, this isn't the worst thing you could have told me, or whatever." I don't yeah, know. I'm shitty. I I don't like them. I uh, I don't know. Tre- she's she's fine, but Trevor seemed like a gentle giant. Because at yeah. first I was writing him off, but I was like, "No, like he's a gym bro. He's a bit of a douche." And I was he like, nice. but seeing how he really, I mean, he really really liked Chelsea a lot. And he told her he loved her first, mm-hmm. and then the whole thing, the dog's collar thing was bizarre. But also the, the thing with like the the rock, the, the, the rock and like the bracelet thing. He was like, I was tapping it all day. Hope you noticed. That's sad. Yeah, he, he yeah, was, was trying to like. He was trying to like. I thought that really... was a good portrayal of like, like a man getting broken up with kind of thing because I feel like a lot of the guys are trying to be like really macho, yeah. and I thought he was like kind of genuine. He was like, I'm sad, he was. and like he was. I, I thought he, I thought he was very genuine. I was writing him off, but I'm telling you what, I cannot wait to do like the, the whole like kind of like meetup thing. Like, yeah. Is I de- he's he's gonna go right to Chelsea. He's gonna be like, I still love you, whatever. I I know this given the past five seasons. Um, I don't see them ending together, ending up together either. And like, cause the, the his confessional, his like thing, like when they're talking, whatever, mm-hmm. his talking head, whatever, and then him the Megan Fox remark too, like, I don't know. And then something else he said too. Remember, she was like, I don't want to hear that from my fiance. He said something weird, remember? And she was like, I don't want to hear that. Just that he was like, he just was like unsure. Like yeah. He, she, she like gave, was like, I like, I'm into you, I love you, like here's this letter, like whatever. And he just, he didn't know. But like why she was mad is because that same day he turned around and said, I love you too, Chelsea. Yes. And then she was like, well, you, you did know, like you did know because that day you said some, like you love someone. And he's like, no, I, I still hadn't made up my mind. But it's like, Come on, Why bro. would you tell someone you love them if that wasn't the person you're gonna pick? But and, and the cringy thing too. Remember he goes like, "I can't wait to see Jess." Remember he said Jess the name first, yes. and the music went dramatic again. He goes, Dude, yeah. "Oh, I mean Chelsea." She's gonna see that on TV. I love it. Yes. That's so like, bro. The, what the producers are so messy. Like they they knew what they were doing by keeping that in. But the best part was when Jess did the big breakup speech, and she's like, "You're gonna you're choke. gonna choke when you when you see me." And then he told her to Chelsea when that honeymoon. He didn't quote it right. He didn't say. What did he say? He was like, oh, "I'm gonna choke on my food." When no, he, no, he was like, "On my cough," something like that. Yeah, something like that. So like it wasn't even good. He didn't yeah, even right, you, say it. I wish he would have like said it verbatim. Uh, he, she said I was gonna choke. You're gonna uh, choke. He goes, "You're gonna choke when you see me." I'm just telling you now. You're gonna you're gonna ruin the day. <laughs> yeah. So we're excited for that drama, but not they're gonna end together. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I think I just I don't think he's really into her. I no, think he's not. He, he really like I think he legit picked her because she said she looked like Megan Fox and, and that's she shallow. And yeah. Okay, last couple, Jeremy and Laura. <laughs> they were like the clean freaks. <laughs> Their story was they were also introduced pretty late, not not late, but like one of the last few episodes in uh-huh. the pods. And Laura seems sweet, but Jeremy, I don't know, like notice to you henry i love you bro this guy reminds me of you more of like in the looks and the glasses and the height uh personality wise you have way better personality henry you know like you know you do but for some reason like i don't know jeremy seems just kind of like a i don't know like i can't read him for some reason he seems very like he kind of gives milton a little bit Mm-hmm. But like not as like Milton was a sweetheart. Milton was like he wanted to find love despite his age. He he was more he was, he was very young. And obviously he Jeremy's like thirty one. I want to say maybe like early thirties. I don't know his vibe. And I remember you something you said something interesting too. Like he wanted like to me like he had more of a sexual desire for was it Sarah Ann is that her name? Yeah. And that boy he had more of like a romantic thing with yeah. Laura. He was kind of like being more like flirty and like kind of like ooh like more like. Yeah, like sexual with the other girl he was talking to, and then this girl he was kind of like being like a safe option, I guess. Yeah, but 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a good read on them. Their their conversation was interesting too, where they're talking about like how she was saying, like, oh yeah, like my family doesn't have Christmas really anymore. My brother refuses to come home. And he was saying, Well, I want that. I want like a family Christmas. That was cute. And I could tell she wanted that too, but I think she also was kinda like, Well, you hear what I'm saying though? Like we don't have I don't have that in my family. Like my family isn't like that. And I don't know, that to me was confusing because I was like, wait, you don't have that, but do you want it? Because he was very big on like, I want, I want my cousins, I want like a house, I a think, fire pit. I think she was into that. She was? Yeah. I think what he was saying is like, like her family doesn't really do that and neither does his, but he wants that for his like family with her. Yeah. Kind of thing. No, again, and they're very, they are cute together. I don't see, but they don't, they're not giving anything. I'm just like, they're kind of just like, they're kind of like the, they're the last couple to get engaged, the last yeah. couple that we, that we saw that, that, that brought, that the show, show showed us. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just, I, I can get a read on them compared to the other few. Like, I definitely feel like uh, the first couple we mentioned, yes. And then uh, Ken and uh, Brittany, yeah. totally. But AD and Clay, no. Uh, Jer- uh, uh, Jeremy and, uh, no, 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 Jeremy. Uh, and the names were so Chelsea and Jimmy. Chelsea and Jimmy, hell no. And then it was Jeremy and Laura. Yeah. I don't see it. So you're saying the last three probably not making to nah. the altar and hopefully Brittany and Ken and hopefully Amy and Johnny. Yeah. Those are the two couples I like. Yeah. But I like AD. I don't I don't know if I really like Clay. I you know, I, I like AD a lot. I just like AD's gonna be like, no, nah, fuck this dude. This dude's a playboy. He's a bit of a fuck boy. Yeah. And again, we don't know the guys, obviously. This is all TV, but like to me, just like I know guys like Jeremy. I know guys like AD. Uh, sorry, AD, like like uh, Clay. Just like come on now, like or I know, like, like Jimmy too. Just like they're not confident. Oh, they, they act confident, but like they're just the thing. The thing with AD too is just like when he's like, oh, like, the whole the thing was like, what you look like, whatever. I was like, come on, dude. Like respect the rules, homie. Like, yeah, Clay, you know? Clay said that. Yeah, Clay, like, Clay said that. And I don't know AD's like a sweetheart. I, I don't want to get. I don't want her heart to get broken. But yeah, again, she she should have been better off. Without either guy, but I get it. She want she definitely wanted to find love. Um, what I say? We'll see. Go ahead. No, I mean, I also think that a lot of those guys wanted uh, Chelsea for her, her miles and her her, <laughs> her flights because oh, yeah. she's a flight attendant. And if you're working a flight attendant, you're working you know airlines. You get basically get free flights for life. Uh-huh. I damn well know some of the guys were like, "Oh damn, free flights for life! Let's go, let's get it." Come on now, guys. <laughs> like, get a travel credit card. Earn your points that way, you know. Oh be <laughs> do the respectable way. But yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of this season. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing this Phoenix Scottsdale season, whatever that might happen. Because I'm like, oh yeah, we, we know that place. That's what you want. We, that's not confirmed. <laughs> I know. I, I have I have hope though. Like if you want, if you want to Charlotte, North Carolina, they're definitely going to Phoenix. So you know how they have like their own wine, Love Is Wine. Yeah. So they made like the TV show made a um like a commercial basically oh, really? with um. Like old people from Love Is Blind, so like Micah and um, uh, like Bartice, and like just um, I think um, oh I can't remember his name. There's like a bunch of people in it, right? And it, it sounded like it, it was like gonna be like all stars, and so it confused a lot of people because lo- even some of my friends are like, "Yeah, is this an all star season?" I'm like, "No, all stars can't happen." Quarter quell, Hunger Games, no. quarter quell. But here, the whole thing with Love Is Blind is that. Like, you don't have any prior knowledge about right. the person. So, if they're all all-stars, it wouldn't work. True, true. Because they would, like, know who they are. They would know what they look like. Like, if you've even see, seen, like, any... Like, I'm... Su- yeah. I'd be surprised if you're on the sixth season of the show and you hadn't seen it in prior seasons. Because, like, yeah. Clay, Clay said that he'd never seen That's the show. Cap, cap. And I find that very hard to believe. Yeah, Just no that way. there would be so much content that you could watch and, like... You know, like, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of like preparing yourself to, like, see what you're going to get into. The show is, like, everyone's talking about it every season. And it gets more and more ratings. gets more and more juicier. No yeah. way. He's like, I didn't see, I didn't see it the was, show. Didn't it win an Emmy? Or was it just I th- nominated? I think, I, think it, I think it was not. I don't know. Actually, good question. I think it was nominated. Let's yeah. check right now. I think. Hmm. <laughs> it was definitely nominated. I don't know if it won. Let's see. I mean, it, it came really big when you started watching it. I feel like, like when we first started dating. Well, I watched it. Five nominations. And it didn't, it didn't win. No, I didn't win anything. Oh. But it's it's been nominated every year. It's been on basically. I watched it the first um, season it came on. The the yeah the yeah like the first the, yeah that was 
I mean, when I when when you showed me the the third season, I went back and watched the first two seasons, yeah. and the Chicago one was just cringe. The first one was cringe too because the the guy who was bisexual didn't tell his fiance that he was bisexual. And then they're fighting in the pool. He goes, man, fuck a ring. And he throws the ring in the pool. And then she slaps him. I was like, oh, Jesus. And then yeah. the season two one was, oh, my God. Everything about that was cringe. And Shake was just a fucking weirdo. I think season three was one of the best. Because that has... Bartice. Uh, <laughs> no, does that have um the couple I, lo- I love? Yeah, I, I, was, I, I didn't care for them because Homeboy was a bit of an instigator. And I was like, bro, like, you're kind of being a coward right now. When, like, they were going after homeboy that anyone likes Cole, he was like, yeah, dude, dude, like, bro, stay in your lane. That, to me, that was a bit of a pussy move. I'm not going to lie. And I was like, dude, like, you're instigating right now. Stay in your lane. I don't like when people do that. And for guys who do that, too, like, dude, you, this is more of a, what the girls were saying about him. You're just being, want to be involved. Stay in your lane, homie. But they're still together. Yes, I think. They're probably, having a baby. Yeah. What? Well, I can't remember her name. Alexa. Alexa and, uh, yeah, Cowboy Boy. Yeah. Anyways. So, yeah. We love this season. We it's love good. Love is Blind. We both, like, were so giddy to watch it. We watched it on Valentine's Day when it came out. We I made dinner, and we just, like, sat down. And I was like, I can't believe we're watching this. Because yeah. it's truly my favorite show. Like, I don't know why. I don't know what about it. Like, what special sauce is in it but i'm just obsessed with it were we watching the last season while we were moving to our apartment like we were like hey like when we move in we're having the next episode of love is blind <laughs> whatever uh, i don't know i feel like i feel like i'm pulled up right now i feel like we were it's very good actually no no we moved in and then they and then they had the episodes and then we got bluey and then they ended so it was like around that same time but it's a good show. Thank you Zeta, for putting me on the show. I'm obsessed. You're welcome. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen it. It's good. Well, probably don't listen to this because we just spoiled Spoilers. But definitely watch it for sure. Let's talk about... So you and I saw a couple of movies recently. Um, I did my non-spoiler review on the review roundup for uh, Poor Things. And Uncle, and Uncle James. Poor Things and Lisa Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Movies that you and I were both looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um what so yeah i mean everyone heard my thoughts what i mean being a little spoilers you know, it's been out probably it's been out for now three months so it's spoiler it's, it's a frankenstein unfortunately did not do well the box office it tanked mm-hmm. but that's yeah, a whole different conversation but so seeing both those movies kind of back to back what were you, what did you which one did you like more and what do you think about them overall well i mean i guess we're just comparing them because what they're frankenstein kind of adaptions funny enough yeah i guess <laughs> um i don't think they're very comparable no no but uh, yeah I, I don't i don't think i would want to put them pit them against each other no. but i'll just like start with um least frankenstein um i really liked it i thought it was like a fun like girly pop movie like just like silly like like the stakes like they were high stakes but like because people were dying but mm-hmm. like it wasn't like not serious like it was kind it was of graphic well it was just like the vibe which mm-hmm. is kind of like silly like it was heathers like yeah heathers vibe like maybe even a little satirical um i loved the costuming in it like her outfits were so aesthetic and i loved the um like set design the house that was like pink and like her room just like everything like i wanted to like i wanted to live in that set um i loved how she was just kind of like like the kind of like the outcast like kind of emo because at first it almost seemed like there was something like weird with her like she was like the frankenstein because like in the beginning she was just kind of like she didn't really talk a lot Mm -hmm. and like she was just very like solemn and like weird and i don't know i liked it i i liked how it wasn't like they didn't like change her like she was like an, an emo weird girl but she didn't become like like a hot girl you know what i mean uh, like yeah. it was kind of like like a good like outcast like funky movie um i loved how cole sprouse said nothing <laughs> that was my favorite part how he literally did not say a single word besides like i think he had like legit one like one or two lines at the very end where he's like reading a book or whatever yeah, I think that threw me off guard. I was like, oh, so you do speak. <laughs> well, I think, I think the whole thing is like, as he was... Getting zapped. Well, <laughs> spoilers, he was, spoilers. 
Yeah, was, yeah. As he was, you know, kind of becoming more and more human, right? Mm-hmm. She was putting him back together, and she was like kind of loving him. Like he became like more like human, and like his like kind of warm bodies almost a little bit. Yeah, yeah, kind of. But yeah, I liked it a lot. I think it is fun. Like see it with your girlfriends. Um, I think if you liked like Jennifer's body, you would like it too. But I think also if you liked trying to think someone's people are keeps people are, i'm seeing online keep like comparing this to buffy the vampire slayer i didn't see that oh i've never seen it either i i've seen buffy i've seen buffy like a long long time ago like a long time ago yeah. but like i didn't really see the comparison oh. I, I was getting more lisa frankenstein and edward scissorhands like tim burton movies um yeah i didn't see the comparison between buffy, buffy the vampire slayer i was like yeah, i don't see it i see more i see more jeffrey's body like a little, little bit more watered down uh-huh. Compared to like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I was like, yeah, I don't see it. Yeah, it's more like, yeah, because she is like the one you know helping kill people, but it's like more like fun and flirty. Like it's not like Jennifer's Body where she's kind of scary. Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, also yeah, more scary and also more it's graphic because it's a mm-hmm. rated R and this was PG thirteen, but they push the PG thirteen kind of rating as much as they can. I feel like at times. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the music was good. Yeah, music was good. And what I told you, I told us on the, my review too, is that it is a movie that didn't rely heavy on nostalgia. Yeah. Because this could have been like, look look at my outfit. Look at the Dairy Queen from 80s. The mall we're at. Like, I feel like a lot of shows or a lot of movies rely on that nostalgia so much now. We're just mm-hmm. like, we get it. We know, we know we're in the 80s. What's mm-hmm. the, make it different. Because like, I think Stranger Things happen. Everyone's like, Okay, nostalgia, let's do that. Let's do it. Let's do these movies. It's like, okay, like... Yeah, no, yeah. I think it felt like... It did feel like it was the 80s, but it also felt current. Mm-hmm. Like, it it felt relatable, um, for sure. Like felt modern. Yeah, yeah. And what's that actress's name? Catherine Newen, a.k.a. your twin, I say. No, Catherine Newen did awesome. I, I thought she... She was... I mean, she was kind of, you know, the star of it. I think she put the movie. whole thing... Like, if it was someone else, I don't think it would have been as good. She just played that kind of, like, quirky girl, but just, like, just so fun. And, like, when she was, like, singing, dancing, like, she's just so cute. But yeah. I like I like her a lot. I mean, I feel like, I mean, her big first big role was, basically, was definitely Paranormal Activity 4. You ever see that movie? Mm-mm. I remember seeing that in high school with some friends. And, like, she kind of got, like, a little bit of act for horror. But also, again, she's on top of, like, Lady Bird and Three Billboards. Blockers, I, I love so much. Um, and she was great and freaky. I love that movie. The movie mm-hmm. to me is very underrated. Um, but she she's very she she had a lot of charisma to her as an actor, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. And she definitely brings like kind of like uniqueness and charm to every role. Even the even Ant Man three, which was terrible, I still I still liked her performance as uh, his daughter. Um, but yeah, it's fun. It's it's a shame that I was saying this in my reaction in my review. I said it's very important for us to support movies like this because this, this is a lower budget, quote unquote indie, but it's more universal theatrical movie and seeing how it flopped I mean, in the low budget movie it flopped pretty hard and i was like oh man because it was marketed pretty well i thought with like the holiday like the valentine's day she go see a valentine's day yeah. but it didn't do well unfortunately which kind of burst my heart yeah 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 i thought it, i thought it was good and i think people are people are saying this a lot too like, it's gonna be a cult classic i can see that 100 percent. yeah i think maybe on streaming or a year from now we're like oh what's this movie i think I think it'll have, for sure have a huge cult following mm-hmm. in the future. Yeah. Yeah. If you're like a horror fan, um, kind of, it's more like, not horror, but a little, just like, yeah. I don't know, just like weird, like just, I don't know, how else to describe it. This could have been a Blumhouse movie too. I guess it'd be a Blumhouse because Blumhouse is definitely more like horror than comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to another Frankenstein movie, basically we saw Poor Things the very next day. Yeah. And that was uh, <laughs> definitely a different vibe. <laughs> totally different vibe. Yeah. That's why you can't really compare them. No, you can't. No, you can't. You can't. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. Emma was amazing. She deserved the award that she got. Um, she slayed. Um, I did not know what to expect. At first, when it was like all black and white, I was like, uh-oh. Is this whole movie in black and white? Yeah. Because... I don't know. I it wasn't bothering me. I was surprised because I think I have it in my head that I don't like black and white movies. And I don't know why. Because it's like how many black and white movies have I seen? 
But <sighs> when I was watching that, I was like, you know what? I could watch this if it was all in black and white. Like, for some reason, I'm not annoyed with it. But then when it finally turned to color, I was like, okay, thank God. <laughs> like, it worked. Well, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was it was very unique. I, I liked... Um, I liked just, like, her, her, like, spunk and her charisma and how, like, she, you know, just didn't let anyone tell her what to do. She just did whatever the heck she wanted to do, and she was like, I'm gonna go be with this guy, and I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, <laughs> and she's totally crazy, and she's even a little dark, like, when the scene where um, the guy, Mark Ruffalo, was like, I'm gonna go push that your friend off the boat she was, I was like funny. that was kind of she funny. was like clapping she's like yeah do it like she's kind of like like dark but i think she's just like i don't know just showing just like a part like a human how like they Her have all different types of emotions and she wasn't very she wasn't like like an archetype like she wasn't like a specific stereotype like a specific type of person like she was just like finding herself and she felt all different types of things and and I loved um, our friend Maddie, who pointed it out to me um, when we finished watching it. I loved how, like, it was, you know, first in black and white, right? Because maybe she was very young and she couldn't, you know, really think about the colors. Mm-hmm. Or she didn't have the brain capacity to, like, really, like, make it colorful. Whatever. I don't even know if that's true for babies. But, and then, like, it was, like, when she got out of that house when she got out of her captivity almost it was like all like insane colors like it looked like it looked fake like yeah it didn't look real and for that i was like is this supposed to be like a real place like i was like a little confused with that and then like the more on it got it kind of got like just the saturation kind of turned down and it was kind of like basically like looked like what like our everyday life looked like mm-hmm. and it was just kind of like how her how her brain matured and how like when she was very young like everything looked like so bright and beautiful and crazy and then it kind of just like leveled out with the older she got and i thought that like visual representation of her growth was like really cool yeah um i thought it felt like a little bit long when um she was about to marry her man and then her her body's her like husband, husband yeah. came in or whatever, which is like also her dad because her brain is the baby, and that's where it got all confusing. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, like how much more can she do? Because like a, like a little part of me was like, why can't she just marry the guy? But then I'm like, I don't think that's what it was about. I think it was like about like finding herself and like living on her own terms. Like she was brought back to life, even though she didn't want to be, and but she like decided like she does want this life, and she like became a doctor and i don't know it was good i i really liked it i think i gave it a four out of five um i would watch it again maybe like not soon because it was kind of long it was two and a half hours if it, it you thought at the end you're kind of yeah. like, okay let's let's get on with the guys let's where we're going with this yeah um yeah you said you said a spot on i i thought it's a movie that i didn't i i would give it i mean at a Five, I'll do it three and a half. I still liked it a lot because because the trailers didn't sell me. I was like, I don't want to see this. But then it wasn't until like really? I did. Yeah, for some reason I saw the trailers all the time and I was like, it's not selling me. Also, I didn't really care for the last one he did, the favorite. The favorite's fine. It's oh, it's I haven't seen it. It's filmed real well, but I, I remember watching it. When I was in London and I was like, okay, this is like it was a little too overhyped for me when I saw it. I was like, okay, it's good, but it's not great. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also was kind of very kind of weird. I mean, this guy Yorgos Lanthimos has a very weird resume of like movies like. We call a lobster. Everyone loves. Where like basically, if you don't hit this, yeah. you turn, turn into a, a creature. I heard. If you don't, if you don't fall in love, I'm pretty sure then you turn into like an animal that you have like picked out. <laughs> that is like that is like an indie like it's a cult yeah. classic. Like people like are obsessed. People with that love movie. that movie. Yeah. And I've only I think I've watched the whole thing on TikTok. Like, you know, like those where you get sucked in and you're like part 54. And yeah, you're like, this, where's, yeah. Where's part 55? Like. I haven't seen. I haven't sat down and watched it, but but you you're gonna make enemies with that. People love the lobster. <laughs> oh, I've, I've never seen it before. I haven't seen it before, but like I remember when it came out, I was like, what? And I remember I think so. So it's the same guy as Poor Things. Yep, Lord Yogos Lanthimos. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I feel like the vibe feels similar. It came, I think it came out like. Yeah, I think it came out like my like senior year of high school, mm-hmm. and people were talking about it, and I was like, what? I'm like again. 
back then too, my taste was definitely more like Captain America, like more like mainstream movies. Mm-hmm. So now out of college, I think like, I, mean, I used to love indie movies too, like smaller movies as well. But like, I, I was like, what, what is this? What the heck? Mm-hmm. But I, I, I will watch it now, given that like, I've seen two of his movies and they did one with like, coming, like killing of a sacred deer or something like that. But like, well, people are saying that his movies are an acquired taste. Yeah. Like you, either you hate them or you love them. Like, I mean, I thought Poor Things, you can, you can like it as well. Like, I, I haven't seen like people are saying that they hate Poor Things. Well, not yet. Yeah. I think it was digestible. I don't think it was like maybe as out there as like a premise of like like the lobster. But I think... It's a lot of sex. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess, it's a lot of I sex. guess that maybe might turn people off. Yes, there is a lot of graphic sex and she like becomes like a sex worker um which i thought that was kind of cool how they like normalized it and it was kind of like well she needed money and she likes to have sex i thought it was a good like portrayal of like female sexuality too because she it wasn't like taboo it was just like oh i feel good when i do this like her like exploring herself i thought that was cool because usually like you know it's it's okay for men men's sexuality to be like very mainstream but when female it's kind of like taboo so i thought that was a good portrayal of that um i know you didn't love him but i thought mark ruffalo was good in it yeah <laughs> it, it, i said in my my review of the movie i was saying that like i hate i mean he he was okay is he best actor worthy no i i saw a lot of better performances last year than his for, was that for supporting yes yeah, so, so i better best supporting actor yeah. he's, he's not gonna win it's gonna be either uh probably right uh no, it's, it's gonna be uh, downing jr for oppenheimer um, he's winning, he's winning everything right now. Yeah. Well, Oppenheimer has won enough, hasn't it? Well, no, it's, it's, well, I want you to see Oppenheimer because you bring up a good point with the black and white stuff. I'm not a black and white film go either. I'm like, it's, I think now it's very tacky, more like a, like, oh, look at me. I'm, I'm shooting in black and white. It's like, it's very like pretentious uh. as a filmmaker. But mm-hmm. I think what poor things did well, as did Oppenheimer is that the, the, they use a black and white for a certain reason, reason like you said, like how like it's intro, like her like her story yeah. is black and white, and then with Oppenheimer, it's kind of a spoiler, not really. The scenes were in the future, and like th- that aren't taking place in the present, present whatever they're talking, are in black and white, and the scenes that are taking place like during the whole like making of the bomb, Oppenheimer's kind of rise to fame, whatever. Those are all in color, hmm. but, but 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 when they kind of shoot to like the forties, like or whatever it is during the whole like. The, the thing with Danny Jr.'s character or whatever, those are all black and white. Like, cool, because it, it could have been like, oh, the last stuff was black and white, the new stuff was in color, but it was reversed. Hmm. And that was kind of cool. And it was the first, also the first IMAX movie shot in black and white, which was really cool. But I, when it's done right, it's done right. But was it kind of done for like, kind of like a gimmick? It's like, all right, we get yeah, it Yeah, like there has to be a purpose. Like, four by three ratio, it's like, everyone's doing it now. So it's like, okay, yeah. well, what's your, why do you have it as four by yeah, three? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, there needs to be a purpose. No, I thought about this the other day. I've decided that I don't think I'm ever going to watch Oppenheimer. And another movie I'm never going to watch is Dunkirk. <laughs> you never watched Oppenheimer? I think you. it's on Peacock. We should watch it. It's. Uh, I don't know. It's That's good. giving, like, I don't know. Like, like Lisa Frankenstein, that was for the girls. Like, like those movies like Oppenheimer, Dunkirk, like, those are giving, like, not for the girls. I don't... <laughs> I, yeah... Oppenheimer also Dunkirk's Dunker, only half of Oppenheimer basically. It's a way shorter movie. Oppenheimer's a dense three hours. Yeah. But those are experiences because how the way he shoots it on film and IMAX stuff, I'm getting ahead of myself. But yeah, I, I think poor things definitely surprised me as because again, as someone who didn't really care for the favorite and the trailers didn't sell me. I like that was always definitely surprised. Also uh-huh. again, Isaiah, our friend Isaiah was like raving about this movie. You gotta see it, bro, you gotta see it. So I also like being told by from friends like hey gotta see it man like yeah him with the iron claw i'm not seeing the iron claw friend femi goes you gotta see it bro and i was like i love this movie so yeah i do like being proven wrong in terms of like shows or movies yeah. um and another thing too i thought was interesting is that it's it's weird how this movie got rolled out because in our market in phoenix it was only playing in like two theaters in scottsdale mm-hmm. and then we just got it like a few weeks ago at our local theater here in our part of az so i'm surprised that it took like not took so long but like how i guess it did pretty well to get it expanded because mm-hmm. it was like i remember we wanted to watch it like a few months ago and it was like between playing in like scottsdale quarter we were like i'm gonna drive for half 45 minutes for a movie so did it do good in the box office it's doing okay 
It's a it's Disney. It's a it's a lower budget Disney movie because it's oh. it was a Fox acquisition. I thought Disney wouldn't want to make something like that. They don't, but I guess they kind of pick and choose. Like this could I mean movies like this though are going right to Hulu because uh-huh. it's a lower budget Fox Searchlight movie. But this was low budget. Yeah. Wow. Searchlight. I yeah. The set design was Let me awesome. Check. Don't you? Oh, I thought the set design and I thought the costumes were out of yeah, this world. the costuming. As for Fra- Lisa Frankenstein, too. I was like, holy crap. Yeah, like, yeah I thought the set design see. was so cool. Okay, for, so Searchlight is like the independent studio for Fox and Disney. Uh-huh. The lower budget. But it has a $35 million budget plus marketing distribution. So like about $70 million. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty that's pretty big for probably, probably her salary as well as Mark, probably Ruffalo's salary. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I mean, compared to like then. The favorite, 15 mil. Lobster, 4 mil. Like, that's a pretty... Those are, like, lower-budget movies. Well, the favorite was Fox, which, like, before Disney bought Fox. So that's, pr- that's pretty... Not big, but that's pretty r- higher compared to other Searchlight films by Disney. Because a lot of those movies are, are going to, like... Are going to uh, Hulu, like, uh, Not Okay, Beef... Uh, not being a beef. Meat. Meat. Uh, meat? Like, what's it called? Meat? <laughs> no. Fresh. Fresh. Sorry, fresh. <laughs> Beef, the bear, meat. You were looking at me and I couldn't think of it. Sorry, fresh. Meat, have you ever heard of it? Fresh. Those are all searchlight movies going right to Hulu. Fresh is good. Let's talk about fresh. No. I mean, but yeah, I, that could have been a theater movie too. But again, I guess they're picking and choosing what's going to Hulu, what's going to theaters. Yeah. And this is, this is their Oscar. No, this felt the- theatrical to me. Yeah. This felt totally like it needs to be seen in a theater. Like, I don't think I would have appreciated it if I hadn't seen it in a theater. Yeah, me too. As much. Me too. Because it was very, it was cool to see on a big screen for sure. Yeah, I like. Also, I mean, this is my reviews too. I really did like Willem Dafoe a lot. I lo- you know love him since Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. Um, my boy Gerard Carmichael, who I adore. Yeah. He he was his scenes were very small. I wanted more of him. I was like, I want to see more of him and like him interacting with um, Bella Emma Stone's character because I want uh-huh. that they great chemistry. I also thought it was good too. Her her fiance Rami Yusuf Rami Yusuf who I. Know a little bit from other stuff. Uh-huh. He definitely surprised me He's as like uh, as like a up and comer uh, comic. And I'll tell you what, this guy who wrote this movie also wrote Cruella. Oh, one of the one of the writers of Cruella. One so of the writers. They love Emma. For yeah, all their projects. So Tony McNamara, his resume is Poor Things, The Favorite, Cruella, show called The Great. Oh, uh, I love The Great. It's really good. That's him. So, but he's written now three things that Emma Stone. So I bet you that they count kind of partnership with like her. <laughs> I yeah, I think she's she's so good, and just like her evolution because we just watched um, Easy A. Oh, easy, I love Easy A. Yeah, and just like, I think she's always been a good actress, but I think like this movie and what like what was kind of after this or before this. Her big, I mean, La La, La Land and The Favorite. She yeah, got nominated for. Yeah, I think like she's she's definitely a talented actress. Like I don't think she's giving Nepo baby. I no. think she's giving like she she, she has talent. Yeah. And also, I mean, we just watched the that Boo Boo ass show, The Curse, which I don't oh, understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what I was thinking. You and I do not that show. We're like not for us. Did you everyone, talk about it yet? I did. Oh my gosh. And everyone was talking about this is the best show ever. I was like, what the fuck are y'all watching? Christopher Nolan, who I love, who made Dark Knight Trilogy, Oppenheimer, Dunkirk, whatever. This is one of the best shows ever made. What? <laughs> okay. Like. Do we not get it? <laughs> <laughs> Comment down below if me and Doug are just dumb. <laughs> but I don't know. I think, yeah, there was probably some deeper meaning of, spoiler alert, if you've seen, you don't want to hear, like, skip this part for the curse. Um, but how, yeah, he just, like, Floats? floated away. <laughs> just he just freaking floated away, and I don't know. Like, what was the deeper meaning? Like, did someone put a curse on him, and like they wanted him to disappear? Like, was it his yeah. ego that made him get so big and so float away? Weird. But she did great in that too. She was she, good. She's a great actress. Like, I really think, versatile. I I think I like Loki. Like, didn't understand the hype of her for a little bit because I I didn't love Land. I but it's good. I do like. Maybe I didn't like it when it first came out, but now I understand the hype for it. Like she's really she's, yeah, she's a good actress. Dude, Zombieland, Easy A. No, I loved all those too. Super I, bad. She's I don't great. Know. Super bad. 
Yeah, I don't know. Cru- I just, Cruella, she, I think, she slayed in Cruella, man. I think, like, how people are like, oh, she's my favorite actress. Like, I could see that now. Like, I could see her being, like, like one of your favorite actresses. Because she's really love. good. That's one of my favorite movies. Crazy Super Love she, is amazing. She's, I remember we watched a movie growing up. This is a family favorite of mine. It's called The Rocker. This movie's a very, it's a very low-budget movie, but it's with Rain Wilson, Dwight from The Office, yeah. Emma Stone, J- young Josh Gad, like young Josh Gad, uh-huh. Jason Sudeikis, um, what's her name? She was in the, she's in the show you like, um, the show you like, what's her name? She's in the, oh my god, I'm leaving her name. Will Prince. Will, Pri- Will Prince. Um, what's her name? <sighs> Applegate. Christina Applegate. Oh. It's a, it's a very low-budget movie. But it's about the kind of these rock, these kind of kind of like teenagers. They're in a rock band, and like Josh Gad's uncle is Rain Wilson. He, uh-huh. he's, he's once a once a, a has been rocker, and they kind of like bring him in his band or whatever. And they kind of they kind of blow it off. But as a kid, I was like, oh, it's the girl from Superbad. Like, but like, it's funny seeing her like from her to then to now. And your point, she has a great you know resume of yeah. stuff. Um, I still think she got an Oscar now for Cruella because she slayed in Cruella. She was so she was so good in Cruella. Yeah, we have to rewatch it. I, oh, it's so good. Um, but yeah, I, I I think she was the best part of the curse. And even though he was weird, Benny Safdie, who I love too from yeah. Safdie Brothers, he's weird. He's weird. <laughs> he's weird, but if you know his stuff, it's all weird stuff. Yeah. But to me, and we like weird. Like, like don't get me we wrong, like we were in it. We were watching the curse, we and we were it. like. Yeah, this is good. Like, this is great. And we were excited for how it was going to end. And then she wakes up and he's, he's on the ceiling. And we're just like, okay. And yeah. And then he just floats and floats and floats away. And it was so disappointing. It no like, it was so freaking disappointing. Like, I can't even rate it because I'm, I'm still angry about it. I, I, I think I'd give it like a five out of ten just because i thought again they had us in the first half and i love the safety brothers and i love their you know their weird style of stuff mm-hmm. but i don't know it was just for a24 it was a little too weird for me where i was like yeah and i know you and your family watched the one with the rehearsal with him yeah i'm not an Nathan fielder fan he's just weird to me <laughs> like, he's no, just like <laughs> i understand him he is he's funny he like, he i like He's weird, and I I like that. He's weird. <laughs> but yeah, this this wasn't like that at all. The rehearsal is more like I don't know. He like tries to like purposely make people uncomfortable. Yeah. Like he's just kind of like he's very like method actor kind of vibe. Like that's a show called Nathan for you on Paramount or Comedy Central, or whatever. Yeah. It's the same kind of vibe as the rehearsal. It's like that yeah. kind of dry humor. Like okay, man, you're just weird, and it's like you're supposed to react to like how uncomfortable it is. And this show, the curse is uncomfortable too. But after a while, I was kind of you never know, kind of like okay, where are we going with this guy? Like, <laughs> and it was it felt unfinished because it's like it really did. They didn't wrap anything up really, like how you know Benny's character was like an alcoholic and he maybe like killed his wife yeah. and how He's, he like the the whole weird episode where he like woke up with the cars and like oh yeah it, the kids yeah that was yeah, weird just a lot of it yeah it was it just, weird it was not. It, it could have been better. What? It's such a good idea. That's yeah, it was a HGTV like, thing. Yeah, it's giving like when it has such a good idea, like the first purge. Like the idea of, of it was the so good. Pur- the purge one or the the first, first purge. The purge, purge one. one. Okay. Yeah. Cause, cause so like the first. Yeah, the right. idea of I like that the movie. purge, like how it was just such a good idea, and like they didn't execute it well enough until they did purge anarchy. In my humble opinion, but. <laughs> With this, it was like was such a good idea, like kind of like a horror esque vibe of like a reality TV show and how they're kind of like colonizer-y and like how they're like yeah uh, the white sa- white savior white basically savior yeah in California and that 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 could still be done like I want to see some type of like a horror element to a reality TV show like I like I don't know there oh, yeah. still could be something there but alas. <laughs> yeah, I I honestly do season two. I probably be like I might be intrigued by it, but I don't want it. I probably wouldn't want to watch it like out of my way. But like, okay, wait, wait, season two, I'm kind of like. I, I think yeah. they couldn't do. I don't think they could. They shouldn't. Because what? Because like she's raising her kid on the own, and like he's gonna float there's down. no way. He's <laughs> there's no way to explain. Dead. Spoilers. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It it made no sense. And when I was hearing like Christopher Nolan have a Q and A with these guys, like I was like, bro, what? Like, are we just not getting? It? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, we didn't get. We, we yeah. didn't like bows afraid. People love bows afraid. Oh yeah, I can't. It's like that makes you physically sick. Uh, yeah, eight twenty four to me. I think in my Iron Claw review was that to me eight twenty four has not been like as consistent as it used to be for me. Like uncut gems, Lady Bird, Good Time, Disaster Artist, and then now it's been like bows afraid, The Curse. Um, so I don't know, like other movies I've seen recently. Eight twenty four, I was like, yeah, it's not hidden, bro. Like I just it's not the same. Yeah. The same kind of vibe. It's just like, okay, like it's it's there, but are you delivering things good for me? Delivering quality content the way you were before? Personally, no. But again, that's just me. <laughs> that's just me. That's just me. Well, do our one on ones? Like to, sure. Uh, yeah. And we talk about on this fine episode, my guest. So what? One show, one movie? We do. Yeah, so for, if you're a first-time listener, um, we do a thing called One-in-Ones made by the great Joel Kindlin. Uh, we basically, we do one recommendation. for One-in-Ones are one show recommendation and one movie recommendation that we feel is a very underrated show or underappreciated movie. So, Zeta, you are a guest. Oh, that's what it is? Underappreciated? Underrated, yeah. But you can pick anything. You can pick anything. <laughs> I, I, I picked some stuff recently. Like, oh, yeah, I picked Babylon. Like, it was great, but it was not, like, it's a recent movie. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, show something we just watched that I thought I think deserves more hype. More people should talk about it. Is Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Interesting. We we reviewed it last on this recent episode. Yeah. What what uh what stuck out what stuck out to you the most about the show? Um. Okay. So I recently just watched the movie like randomly. And I, I never, like, really watched that when it came out. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Whatever. And I know that that... I just liked how they didn't remake it. Like, no. it wasn't like, no. we're trying to be Brad and Angelina Jolie. Like, we... Like, they re... Kind of did it. They It was kind of like the idea of it. Yeah. And they... And I thought it was funny. I thought, like, that... Like, the sets were cool. Like, they did, like, the location shoot. Um, I... I thought that, like, their chemistry was really good. I love him. <laughs> He's so freaking cute. Don Glover. Yeah. Taj Gambino. I love that man. He's adorable. I thought um, she is so cute, too. And I don't know. I think it's just good. It's, like, a good, like, fast-paced, like, you're going to finish it in, like, a day or two. Like, it's not, like, a show that you, like, want to stop watching. Um... And yeah, I thought I thought it was a hit. Yeah, I'm looking for a scene what it does uh, for season two. They, they do a season two. Yeah, I hope they do because of how it ended. Yeah. I really hope. Yeah, and I would I would say that was like five out of five. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Why not? I, I give it a seven out of ten because I liked the vibe of it all. Uh-huh. And let's say Joel was way more against it than I was, but. I, I, I definitely, well, he, said that, he thought that it was kind of uneven at times. I kind of saw that a little bit. It was like, I, I don't know, like, I wanted to see more of, like, the missions, I guess, because I felt like, like, the scene, the episode about the snow resort, I loved. Yeah. Because that was, like, flesh out, was like, good. from start to finish, what we're doing with this. But the thing with the, the Italian thing was kind of, like, cool a little bit, but I wanted more from that, kind of, like, uh. Yeah, some of the missions, they didn't really, like. Yeah, and like, why is no one like? Where's the police? <laughs> and what and what Joel brought up too, he's saying that like they're in New York City. Like someone be like, "Yo, what are y'all doing? Put it on TikTok." Or like they'd be really discreetly about their stuff, and they're pretty open about a lot of their yeah. things. Yeah, but I like the last episode, even though like the whole sh- like season wasn't really like the original. I liked how the last episode was yes. reminiscent of the original. Hundred percent. That was so like. I don't know. I really liked it. I thought the writing is really good. It's funny. It's. They have really good chemistry. Yeah, maybe the missions aren't really fleshed out. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's his team. He, he, he wrote it with his brother and his writing staff from Atlanta. And they're going to they're gonna, gonna do his Star Wars series next. So I wonder if they're going to do season two right after or they're, they're going to do it before his Star Wars show. Mm, what kind of, what's the Star Wars thing? Uh, he was uh, young Lando in the Han Solo movie. He was the best part of that movie. Oh, and like, they, he's going to have his own show? Yeah, he was the young Lando Calrissian, like Han's best friend. And, well, Han's second best friend, Manchu Ibaka. But, uh, yeah, it's, it, he, was really, he was really good in uh, that show, that movie. Okay, underrated movie. Let me look at my letterbox. 
Um, I kind of want to... Okay, movie that's underrated that I love. Like, it's my all-time... One of my all-time favorite movies is Molly's Game. Aaron Sorkin. Um, this movie has everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. Stefan. <laughs> no, that's how I feel. It is... It, it's like a, it's a movie about poker. And I love poker. And just... It has, like, drama. True story. It's... Yes, true story. Molly Bloom. It's kind of like a person who... I guess like a, not unreliable. What am I trying to say? Kind of like you're not, she obviously did something bad. Mm-hmm. Like what, what am I trying to say? Like kind of like not a villain, she, but. She was, she was running an illegal poker thing, but to be, I mean, to be fair, she didn't create it really. She started, she kind of got, she got like introduced to it through yeah. another thing. And then she goes, cool, I'm going to do my own thing now to bring the same kind of like celebrities. And you know, I love the guy. He's my Spider-Man. Tommy McGuire was one of these guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ben Affleck's one of those guys. So a lot of like the yeah. people, like Michael Sarah is playing Tobey Maguire, basically. It's so good. Ugh, it's just so freaking good. If you guys haven't seen it, I it's just good. like literally put it on. It the There's also like a, like, it's so small, but there's like a father-daughter relationship in it that I still think about. Like, it's just so freaking heartwarming. I really want to watch it right now. <laughs> it's good. It's, it's Aaron Sorgan who I love. Aaron Sorgan has written stuff like Social Network, Moneyball, uh-huh. uh, that's, I mean, this goes on and on. He's one of the best writers of our, of our time. Uh, and I watched it with you recently because of you. We watched it at like when we were dog sitting like a few years ago and I was like, holy, this is really good. It's so it's good. a great cast. You got Jessica Jastain, Idris Elba, Kevin Costner, Michael Sarah, Chris O'Dowd. Uh, it's a great cast. Bosco yeah. has a great right, great script. There's action. There's like like mob boss vibes. Yeah, like there's a thriller. There's there's literally everything. So definitely recommend that. No, it's good. It's a good movie. What about you? For me, I'm gonna do for my movie. I'm gonna do since we're on like it's about horror a little bit. I'm gonna do Freaky, which is kind of like a Freaky Friday kind of like that's spoof, but like inspired. It's basically Vince Vaughn is a serial killer in a small town. And Catherine Newton is kind of this kind of like kind of dorky out kind of outsider kind of nerd mm-hmm. in her high school, but she's two best friends, but they're all kind of loners. And then one day, uh, she's attacked by Vince Vaughn's character, like the like the town serial killer, or whatever. And they switch bodies. Yeah. Now the serial killer, serial killer is now in her body, and she's in Vince Vaughn's body. Yeah. <laughs> it's very goofy. It's very Freaky Friday, hundred percent body swap horror. But it's really funny. It's Blumhouse. It's a it's a low budget movie, but. It has a lot of gruesome, hard R, gruesome, um, kind of body swap car comedy, but it's really mm-hmm. funny. It has a great soundtrack too, but it has definitely vibes of like Nightmare on Elm Street with like Friday the 13th and Halloween, but also become modern twist to it. And it's a lot of fun. And Vince Vaughn playing a 13 year old girl is really, whatever old she was, is really funny. Like the way he's kind of acting, the way he's kind of like flirting with like the high school kids is <laughs> really funny. And it's very charming. It came out during COVID. Like no one saw it, unfortunately, because they released it during, you know, during the pandemic. But it's a very super underrated. Probably one of Blumhouse's best movies in the past couple of years. I love it. It's really funny, really good uh, blend of horror and uh, comedy. And for my show, I, I would say underrated, but it's still, I think. It, is very kind of like it's a big part of like it's my childhood is King of Queens, and mm. we watch it when we go to bed because <laughs> it's so funny. I <laughs> That's mean, your night show. It's I love Kevin James, I love Leia Remini, I love Jerry Stiller, the late, late great Jerry Stiller. Um, and He's Pat, the best part of it. Pat oh, Arthur, like how crazy. He is. <laughs> He's literally insane. Uh, it's it's so funny, but also it's so it's so real too. Like you mm-hmm. know, you know people like that. You know, like the. The blue collar family that again that he's you know working yeah. Yeah, like the the crazy in laws or whatever like the yeah. the funny friends his friend his best friend Deacon played by Victor Williams or his friend Spence by Pan Oswalt and his brother Larry Valentine plays like his cousin in the in the uh, Danny in the show but it's so relatable because like it's a it's a it's a working family they go through stuff like getting a new car work problems or working nine to five it's a very mm-hmm. relatable show. But it has so much charm, and I feel like sitcoms nowadays are not funny at all. Like, it's pretty cringe. But, like, the era of, like, King of Queens, Seinfeld, um, uh, Friends, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, My Wife and Kids, like, it's, um, whatever, all that. Whatever, those, those shows, obviously, like, that era of sitcom is, like, way gone. 
and they're not as popular obviously nowadays as they were with the laugh track stuff like that but yeah. when you watch it it's a definitely a time capsule of like the early 2000s and like the flip phones you know and like the really old school like computers that would like plug it into the laptop kind of thing but yeah. it's definitely dated for sure some of the jokes are a little still, dated too but, but yeah yeah there is some jokes that I'm like oh but yeah it still but it still holds up yeah it yeah. still holds up it, how yeah, many years later you can totally later. watch it right now yeah. and Kevin James to me this, this is kind of like the hair with him and obviously you know and Sam, Sandler you know being them being best friends but it's fun it's funny you, you we go to bed to you put on the background you let you laugh you laugh <laughs> yeah it's hard because like I'll be like trying to sleep and then I'm like laughing <laughs> it's funny because you still him yelling and being like just crazy he's yeah he's insane it's yeah. funny but again it's for I, it's one of those sitcoms that like it lasted the way it did it, it didn't go too long it didn't like go okay now they're like doing this now they have kids whatever it's like yeah. it, it it knew when to end, and it was definitely a consistent show every nine seasons or whatever, mm-hmm. and big part of my childhood, I love it. So yeah, King of Queens, definitely watch it on Peacock, worth every episode. It's really funny. Nice. So Zeta, well, before before you go, before we go, before we end this episode, uh-huh. where can the viewers at home find you on social, on the socials? On the socials? On the socials. Um, I'll just give my podcast yeah, totally. Instagram. It's Well Read Woman Pod. So, well read, woman, and then P-O-D, pod. And, yeah, that's also Spotify. Um, well read, woman on Spotify is my podcast. Yeah, guys. So, rate, review, follow that, follow the show. Again, we want to we see a lot more support for her show as well. It's, it's a great podcast. It's about books. If you like books, book, book club podcast. If you can read, this is the podcast for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you have, we have both kind of medias. In our house, huh? We are, we are a house of podcasters now. <laughs> Except for Blue. Um, but you can find me, of course, on my personal page on Instagram, at Jones, And my Twitter, or X, whatever it's called now, is Capri underscore Sun. And you can find the show socials at Midway Avenue Productions, all in one, on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Thank you guys so much. And as always, we'll see you at the movies. <laughs>